Hello and welcome to Market Matters, Thompson Hines podcast series that explores critical legal and regulatory issues affecting the investment management industry. I'm Cassandra Borchers, a partner in the Investment Management Group. Today's topic is how to prepare for an SEC exam. First thing to bear in mind is that every SEC registered firm can expect to be examined. However, only a small percentage are examined in any given year. The type of exam and frequency will vary from firm to firm. A few years ago, SEC's Office of Compliance Inspections and Examinations, or OC, adopted the objectives of being data-driven and risk-based, so OC has incorporated data analytics into the vast majority of examination initiatives to identify industry practices and or registrants that appear to have elevated risk profiles. While our experience continues to suggest that most new SEC-registered advisors can expect an initial exam within the first 18 months, we also recently had a client that had been operating for four years before that initial exam. Firms that have custody or managed funds, and especially private funds, are examples of advisory firms that present a higher likelihood of being examined. Firms that offer novel products or happen to fall within the purview of OC's current exam priorities may also have a higher likelihood of examination. Other firms that are more likely examined are ones with personnel who have had disciplinary histories and those that have been the subject of an SEC complaint. Also, if you happen to be doing business with a firm or a financial partner that has had a serious compliance issue on the SEC's radar screen or otherwise been the subject of some sort of action from the staff, then your firm could be reviewed because of those relationships. OC has stated that it serves as the eyes and ears of the SEC. It conducts examinations of regulated entities to promote compliance, prevent fraud, identify risk, and inform policy. Each year, OC selects exam priorities in consultation with the commissioners, senior staff from the SEC's regional offices, the SEC's policymaking divisions, the enforcement division, the SEC's investor advocate, and fellow regulators. The exam priorities are typically published in January. The population of registered entities that OC oversees consists of more than 12,000 investment advisors, with nearly $67 trillion in assets under management. Approximately 850 fund complexes represent close to 11,000 mutual funds and exchange-traded funds, more than 400 transfer agents, over 650 municipal advisors, approximately 640,000 registered representatives, and more than 4,000 broker-dealers. In addition, OC has oversight responsibility for 20 national securities exchanges, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, also known as FINRA, the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, the Securities Investor Protection Corp., eight clearing agencies, and the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, otherwise known as PCAOB. The Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act increased OC's responsibilities to include securities-based swap dealers, securities-based swap data repositories, major security-based swap participants, and securities-based swaps execution facilities. Additionally, The Jumpstart Our Business Act expanded OC's responsibilities to include oversight of crowdfunding portals. In 2016, OC had a 20% increase in investment advisors and investment company exams, and that was driven largely by new hires under former chairwoman Mary Jo White. At that same time, there was also a shift in 2016 for broker-dealer examinations away from OC 
to FINRA. Because of the shift to FINRA for SEC exams, the SEC also created the FINRA and Securities Industry Oversight Group. That was established as a dedicated inspection team to oversee FINRA. So you're being examined. The SEC will typically conduct either a presence exam or a limited scope exam. Limited scope exams generally are done remotely. At the outset, the firm will typically get a phone call from OC announcing the exam. If it's a presence exam, they will also schedule the on-site portion. You can expect inspectors to visit in about a month. However, the SEC does sometimes conduct surprise exams where you could get little, if any, prior notice before a visit. The initial call will be followed up with a formal letter and document request list. You should bear in mind that before the SEC contacts a registrant regarding an exam, they have already taken a look at the publicly available documents. You should expect the team has already had a good read-through on the general structure of your firm. However, the intro call and the kickoff meeting of any on-site also present a good opportunity to educate the staff about the firm's structure, particularly any unique or complex facts that may guide them in reviewing the information you're presenting. OC usually seeks information covering a year or two, often including trading data, codes of ethics information and acknowledgements, and compliance manuals, information regarding conflicts of interest, client list, investments, employee data, performance ads and marketing, and the firm agreements. The firm will typically have about two weeks to begin electronically submitting documents requested, but the time frame can be much shorter. The exam team will establish a secure online portal for uploading your responses or providing the requested information. If you find yourself in need of more time on producing a certain document, it's wise to just communicate that to the staff while continuing to provide the remaining request in accordance with the original deadline. Preparation throughout the course of the year and a strong records management system is really key to responding to that initial exam request in a timely manner. There's typically not enough time to go through an SEC exam list from scratch and start gathering the mountain of information without already knowing where it's being stored. So having an expectation of what the SEC will request is also very helpful. Registrants can start the process off on the right foot by meeting the document request deadlines That task will require advanced preparation to make sure the firm can deliver commonly sought information in the form that the SEC wants. Also, having a staff available during not only the initial document production, but also the the entire course of the examination to respond promptly to any additional request list is essential. OC not only publishes its exam priorities, but periodically it also makes available form request lists. Because registrants are the subject of the Freedom of Information Act, We typically suggest that firms follow procedures under FOIA to request confidentiality. This process involves bait stamping all relevant submissions and designating them as confidential. Utilizing this process may also assist in tracking the item submitted to the SEC. If there is a particularly sensitive item that you do not wish to provide, please also consult with your legal counsel to see if there is a basis for withholding the information. I'd like to take a moment to talk about exam logistics. First, how long will the examination last? From initial contact through the final response, you can expect the exam process to take at least seven to eight months. However, it may drag on for more than a year. It's important to ask the lead examiner how long they expect to be on-site during that initial call. In our experience, the on-site portion is typically conducted over a period of about five business days. Who's going to be in attendance? The exam team typically consists of two to four people from OC, including the lead examiner. 
The lead examiner may or may not stay for the duration of the on-site. The SEC team may also include an attorney from the Enforcement Division. If that happens, you should probably contact legal counsel immediately. The firm's chief compliance officer or general counsel is typically in charge of the process on the firm side, even though other senior management and members of the staff will need to be available for interviews during the course of the exam. The staff will specify particular persons such as firm executives, portfolio managers, or IT specialists that they desire to interview. The SEC wants to see that the CCO has the authority to make decisions and has the respect of senior management to handle all aspects of compliance. Therefore, we would typically suggest that the CCO be heavily involved during the course of the entire examination. Much of the document production will follow the compliance department in any event. We also typically recommend that senior management, such as president or chief operating officer, be available on that first day in the introductory meeting to provide the examiners with an overview of the firm. Inspectors visit many different types of firms with various business models, so a description of the business can be helpful to help the exam team focus. In terms of outside counsel attending, that would be a judgment call. However, if you do have counsel or strong compliance personnel who have experience with an SEC examination, we believe it can be extremely beneficial to have at least one such person who attends each interview. That individual can ensure continuity of the process and should be able to immediately spot any potential issues or concerns that arise during the interviews. It's also helpful to follow up in real time should any potential deficiencies be identified. It's important to bear in mind that potential deficiencies can be addressed or corrected during an exam. In fact, if your firm discovers a potential issue in the course of responding to the SEC's request list, typically we advise you to be forthright with the examiners and take the corrective action immediately. Often, even if a deficiency is uncovered during the course of the exam, resolution to the satisfaction of the exam team may keep that particular item from being included in any deficiency letter. What accommodations should be provided to the exam staff? For an on-site exam, it's critical to set aside a dedicated space for the team. The day the examiners arrive, firms should provide them with a comfortable and reasonably sized place to work. They will usually accept offers of a beverage, but not food. If possible, the exam team should be segregated from the rest of the business operations, perhaps in a conference room or side room away from conversations that could be heard or misconstrued. That way, they also have a private space to work. In either case, with a presence exam or a limited scope remote exam, it's critical that the firm is adequately prepared to produce documents in a timely manner and that the appropriate staff members are prepared to answer questions either in person or via telephone interview throughout the course of the exam. In each case, the people who are brought in for questioning should be adequately prepared to answer those questions. Many law firms and compliance specialists offer mock SEC exams to help prepare personnel for the type of questioning they may expect. Obviously, this is an area where people outside the compliance or legal departments can get a firm into trouble if they just either start rambling, talking on about things that weren't asked about, or speculate about things that they don't specifically deal with day to day. It may open up additional areas of inquiry for the exam, and that's not something that most firms are interested in doing. Please also remember the purpose of an exam is to review the firm's books and records and ensure that the firm is in compliance with relevant securities laws. The examinations really serve a key role in making sure that the SEC is protecting investors, protecting the marketplaces, and also that they're examining relevant areas of concern. During these examinations, 
It might just be a fact-finding mission to determine if there is anything specific with the firm in question that needs to be corrected. Or the SEC may just be gathering data from a variety of firms so that they can then take that data and analyze a specific issue to determine whether or not new rules need to be added in a particular area. In recent years, technology has changed the way the SEC exams proceed. Namely, examiners are using big data tools to review years of trading data so that they can more quickly identify abnormalities, when previously that information would have had to have been searched through reams of data by hand. They may ask an advisor to explain any specific anomalies that they see in their reviews. The SEC staff is likely to ask the firm for additional documents during the on-site visit and may follow up with additional questions or phone calls after the on-site has concluded. On the last day of the exam visit, the SEC typically will conduct a preliminary exit interview to discuss the status of the exam, any outstanding information they would still like to see, and they at that time may address specific issues that they have identified during the course of their review. So what to do with those exam findings? After the exam, the SEC staff continues to analyze the information collected and may contact you to clarify questions or, once again, to request more information. Commission rules require compliance exams to be completed within six months after the SEC staff finishes the on-site of the portion exam or six months after the staff receives all the records it has requested, whichever is later. Therefore, additional requests for information also serve to extend the exam period. Most commonly, the exam process ends with a letter notifying the firm of the areas where it has been found to be deficient. Registrants must respond within 30 days describing the steps they will take or have already taken to address the issues, prevent recurrences, or if they disagree with the SEC's findings. The SEC no longer publishes in its annual report the percentage of exams that result in deficiency letters, but prior data and experience suggest that over 80% of firms examined receive such a letter. In addition to a deficiency letter, the exam staff can also send a particular issue onto the enforcement division for possible action. Currently, the SEC is trying to boost the number of advisor exams it completes each year, continuing to shift some examiners away from brokers and refocusing them on registered investment advisors. It has also requested budget increases to hire additional exam staff and is in the process of drafting a rule to allow oversight of third-party examiners. So back to those exam priorities. As I mentioned, each year OC publishes its exam priorities. OC's exam priority list for 2017 includes many repeat items and several which also tie into recently published SEC guidance or risk alerts. There are four broad categories outlined. While this list is not exhaustive, the exam priorities for 2017 include First, retail investors. Because the financial services industry continues to offer an ever-widening array of information, advice, and products, OC is pursuing a variety of exam initiatives to assess potential risks to retail investors that arise in the increasingly complex investment landscape, such as electronic investment advice, wrap fee programs, exchange-traded funds, never-before-examined advisors, recidivist representatives and their employers, multi-branch advisors, as well as share class selection as it relates to potential conflicts of interest. Second, senior investors 
and retirement investments. As the U.S. population ages and investors become more dependent than ever on their own investments for retirement income, OC is devoting increased attention to issues affecting senior investors and those investing for retirement. Third, assessing market-wide risks. Money market funds, payment for order flow, clearing agencies, enhancing oversight of FINRA, regulation, systems compliance and integrity, cybersecurity, national security exchanges, and anti-money laundering, or AML, and the threat of terrorist financing continue to be risk areas that are considered in examinations. And finally, there are other initiatives such as municipal advisors, transfer agents, and private fund advisors that are also included on the exam priority list. As a quick recap, here are some things you can do to prepare now before there is an SEC exam. Mock compliance audits are one way for firms to identify potential issues before the SEC does. More advisors are engaging experts or internal staff to run the firm through a simulated exam, according to a survey last year from the Investment Advisor Association. Review OC's exam priority list. Reviewing those exam priorities and staying on top of current publications, such as risk alerts or other guidance from the SEC staff, can also help you in analyzing your compliance program or operations so that you are better prepared for an SEC exam. Review copies of recent exam request list. There are typically samples posted on the SEC website or available through legal counsel and compliance consultants. Distribute the list to relevant personnel to be sure that everyone is clear about what information they each own and who would be responsible for producing it. This is also a good test of your books and records policy, file retention, and organization. However, the best preparation is probably a strong culture of compliance from the top down and experienced compliance personnel administering a robust compliance program with appropriate testing and annual reviews. Ideally, that alone would ensure that there are no unwelcome surprises. Thank you for listening to Market Matters. I hope you found the information shared during today's program valuable. If you would like to learn more about today's topic or Thompson Hines Investment Management Group, please visit thompsonhine.com. With approximately 400 lawyers and seven offices, Thompson Hine is a full-service business law firm recognized for innovation and client service. Our smart path approach provides clients with service that is predictable, efficient, and aligned with their goals. Thank you.